Episode 6, Dark Blue Box. Dylan brought the car to a halt in the basement parking lot of his office building. He killed the engine and stared blankly ahead. What a day this had been. Dylan exhaled shakily as he tried to prepare himself to deal with the mess at the office. Any other day, Dylan could dive into a pool of mess and clean it up without hesitation. But today was different. Today was the day he found out he had a 10-year-old son with the same woman he had spent most of that time trying to get over. Dylan had spent the entire drive from the hospital to his office thinking about Lucy and his son, a son he hadn't even met yet. He wanted to meet Jimmy, but Lucy said no. Dylan couldn't even wrap his mind around that word. Why had she kept his son from him for so long, and why had she denied him his right to meet Jimmy? Dylan slammed his palm on the steering wheel and groaned. Was it because Jimmy already had someone to call dad and Lucy didn't want Dylan's presence to disturb that equation? Is it the doctor, Jose? Dylan spoke out loud. Is that why he seemed to know everything about everything? Ugh! Dylan's head hit the headrest and rubbed his eyes with his palms. Jesus Christ! Even for someone as cool and calm as Dylan, this was too much information to process. His phone rang, disrupting the quietness in the car and also his train of thought. Dylan answered the call with a grunt on his lips. Give me two. The elevator stopped on the 20th floor and the doors slid open. Dylan was greeted by the sign that read the name of his company, LC Records. He stepped out and was immediately overwhelmed with chaos and panic. The place was a blur of people running about haphazardly. The first person to greet him was his assistant, Julia. Sir, we've got a problem, she said, falling into step with Dylan as he headed towards the recording room. I know where the fire is, Julia. That's why I'm here on my day off. Dylan shrugged his suit jacket off and Julia helped him. It's all because... I know. Where is she now? He asked. Just follow the deafening shrieks, said Julia. And on cue, Dylan heard the screaming voice of the woman he was looking for. You can't do a single thing right, can you? Dressed in a white pantsuit, Heather stood in front of the recording room. One hand on her waist as she looked angrily at an intern who looked like he was going to piss his pants. You talking to yourself, Heather? Dylan stopped behind her hands and pockets. He pinned her with an annoyed expression. Heather turned around, a half-scowl on her cherry lips. Look who finally decided to humbly grace us with his presence. Dylan rolled his eyes. You screwed up on my day off. Of course that's going to happen, just like clockwork. Heather narrowed her eyes. I didn't screw up. It's these stupid interns you hired who screwed up. It was his responsibility. She pointed a thumb at the intern behind her to make sure the band got here in time. Uh, the, the band did get here in time, the intern said in a shivering voice. It's the, the, the drummer, ma'am. He's um, kind of high. Heather spun around at the speed of light. How the hell is a band a band without a drummer? Whose fault is it that the drummer is high? Not his, so stop yelling at him. I told you not to sign that dumb band in the first place, Heather, Dylan said. I told you those kids looked flaky and unreliable, and yet you hired them anyway. Heather held up her index finger. Just because one of them is currently high doesn't mean they're all flaky. Dylan peeked inside the room through the glass window and found one of the band members talking to the wall. Is that the drummer? He pointed a thumb in his direction. Heather clenched her teeth, flustered. Maybe he's just really interested in that wall. Dylan shook his head and walked past her, entering the recording studio. The sound producer and one of Dylan's good friends, Chris, acknowledged his presence with a, these kids are useless, Dylan. Who hired these bozos? She did, 
Dylan said, pointing at Heather. Chris looked at Heather. What the hell were you thinking? She wasn't. That's the problem, said Dylan. He pulled the kid talking to the wall away from it, looked him in the eye and said, Hey kid, get the hell out of my studio. He pushed the boy towards the door and he stumbled out. Dylan, Heather shrieked. This recording has to go out, like today. What the hell do you think you're doing? He glared at her. How the hell do you think he'll play when he thinks the stupid wall is some groupie named Rebecca? Dylan then turned to Julia and said, You know what to do. On it, Julia exited the room like her butt was on fire. On what? What's she going to do? Heather asked. And why are you rolling up your sleeves? Dylan pushed his sleeves back and called the intern who was hanging by the door looking like he was going to drop dead any second inside. He, yes, sir? You know my office? Dylan asked. The intern nodded. Good. Go inside. There's a box in the last drawer of my desk. A dark blue rectangle. Bring it to me. The intern left in a jiffy. What the hell are you doing, Dylan? Heather stepped in front of him, demanding an answer. Fixing your mess. I'm going to play with them instead of that guy. Heather's eyes widened in surprise. You? But you haven't played in years. No, I haven't played in front of you in years. Dylan's comment caused Heather to take a step back. A flicker of hurt flashed past her eyes, but Dylan didn't seem to take notice. He entered the live room where the rest of the band members were. One of the taller guys with the guitar came up to Dylan and said, Sir, we're so sorry. We didn't know Greg would come here completely blitzed out of his mind and all hopped up on a cocktail of perks and vodka. Dylan ignored him. Are all your instruments tuned and ready to go? He asked as he took his place behind the drums. The boys answered in unison. Yeah. The intern returned with the dark blue box Dylan had asked for. Dylan took it from him and opened it. His old drumsticks lay perfectly still in the box. Dylan took them out and twirled them between his fingers, rejoicing in the feeling of nostalgia that they had brought back. A secret smile touched the corner of his lips. Well then, what are you waiting for? Dylan said as he gestured to Chris to begin the recording. Let's make some music. Mom, did you know that it's impossible to sneeze with your eyes open? Jimmy looked up from the iPad screen at his mother, who was sitting next to him in his hospital room. Uh Uh-huh, Lucy answered, only half listening. The other half of her attention was on everything that had happened with Dylan. He had looked so furious when Lucy refused to let him see Jimmy. He was definitely going to be back to push the matter again. There was not much that Dylan and Lucy had in common, but the one thing they shared was their stubbornness. Lucy was adamant. She didn't want Dylan back in her and Jimmy's life. That had never been her intention, but Dylan seemed to want more than she was willing to give. Did you also know that there are no bones in a shark's body? Jimmy went on. "Uh Uh-huh, Lucy replied, still lost in thought. She needed time to think this through, to figure out what having Dylan in her life and in Jimmy's life would mean for both of them. Mom, am I going to die? Those words got her full attention, and Lucy looked at her son. No, baby. She touched his soft black hair and looked into his innocent blue eyes. You're not going to die. Why would you ask that? The corner of his lips curled downwards in a pout. I've been sick for a long time, and Uncle Jose and you seem really stressed. And I also have this special room when all the other sick kids are in a different room. Well, because the kids who sleep in the special room get healthy soon, Lucy said to him. She cupped his cheek and smiled. And Uncle Jose and I are not stressed. We're only a little worried. Because I'm going to die? Lucy shook her head. 
No, my little angel, you are not going to die. Uncle Jose is working very hard to make sure you get well very soon. Jimmy smiled. Uncle Jose said he'll take me to Disneyland when I get better. You can come too. I told him I won't go without you. Lucy chuckled. Well, that was very kind of you. Thank you, Munchkin. She dropped a kiss on his cheek. Now, time for this to go. She took the iPad out of his hands and placed it on the side table. Lie down and close your eyes, she said. Jimmy did as she said. Lucy bent down and kissed his forehead. You're going to be just fine, baby. Don't you worry, she cooed. When Dylan stepped out of the live room after completing the recording, he was bombarded with compliments and praises from his staff. Not many people knew that Dylan wasn't just the head of one of the country's leading record labels, but was also an exceptional drummer. Over the years, Dylan was forced to make certain choices, which led him to become the COO of LC Records. But he remained a drummer and an artist at heart. When he wasn't busy strategizing on how to take his label to the top, he would often play the drums at night, even if it meant his audience were the silent walls of the recording studio. Sweating profusely like he'd just been out in the summer sun, Dylan stepped into his office with Julia on his heels. He went to the mini-fridge and took out a bottle of water and drank every last drop. That was awesome, sir. I mean, fantastic. Who knew you could play the drums so well? That was one of the best sessions I've ever heard. I mean, Bonham might have felt a little something in his grave just hearing you play like that, Julia rambled. But the moment Dylan had stepped out of the record room, he was transported back to the hospital. He couldn't stop thinking about how Lucy had refused him to let him see his son. He was furious and upset and shocked, and also somehow relieved at finally finding out that Lucy was alive and well. Dylan was feeling a lot of emotions altogether, and it was not good for his heart, not to mention his mental health. Moreover, he suddenly couldn't get the image of Jose's hand over Lucy's out of his head. The way Jose seemed to calm her down with just a touch or a whispered word bothered Dylan in a way he knew it shouldn't. A pang of jealousy rose in his chest. Jose seemed to know everything about her and his child, while Dylan, the father, had no idea his son existed until that very morning. Damn it, Lucy, he bit out. He paced around his room as his assistant went on rambling about his drumming skills. Oh, I'm not... Who's Lucy? His assistant asked. Julia. Dylan stopped walking and turned to face her. Yes, boss. Dylan's frown deepened. She said no. Julia blinked. Uh, what? She said no, Julia. She outright said no. Julia looked sideways, unsure how to respond. Who... Who said no? Dylan glared at her. She said no. I told her I wanted to meet him, but she just said no. I mean, who says no? Um, someone who doesn't want you to meet him? Julia said. I'm sorry, but I, I, I don't know what you're talking about. Dylan scoffed. Exactly. What? Dylan shook his head. Anyway, can you handle things with Heather? I need to be somewhere else. Sure, no problem. Julia answered, still dazed by her boss's behavior. Dylan stormed out of his office with a face like a thundercloud. He wasn't sure where he was going or what he was going to do, but he just had to be somewhere where there were no people. Dylan, wait. He heard Heather call his name, but Dylan knew if he stopped and listened to whatever she had to say, she might end up bearing the brunt of the chaos in his head. And as much as she annoyed him every single day, for the first time in many years, Heather wasn't the reason for his inner turmoil. Dylan stepped into the elevator and pressed the button to the basement. The doors closed, shutting the noise from the office out, but the noise inside his head was still louder. 
Dylan leaned his back against the elevator wall, and the second he closed his eyes, an idea flashed into his mind like a light bulb turning on. He dug a hand into his pocket and took out his cell phone. After searching through his contact list, he finally found the name he was looking for. Without another thought, he pressed on it. The elevator doors opened, and Dylan stepped out into the basement just as his call got directed to voicemail. The one time I need you to actually pick up the phone, he grunted. Dylan slammed the door of his car shut and leaned back in his seat. His thoughts were running amok in his head. He knew where he was headed next, but he also knew it would be a challenge to get his answers from Lucy tonight. He wasn't up to a challenge. He needed a drink, and he needed to process what this meant for him. Dylan dialed the same number again and pressed the phone to his ear. He was directed to voicemail. It's me, Dylan, he spoke into the phone. I know it's been a million years since we last spoke, and I don't even know if this is still your number, but... The only other person who can give me my answers is your sister and she refuses to cooperate, but I just need to know, why the hell didn't you tell me, Nathan? Why the hell did you keep my child a secret from me for 10 goddamn years? Was this the reason why you broke up our band? Dylan clenched his teeth. You run and hide because when I find you, and I'm gonna find you, I'm gonna beat the shit out of you for keeping this from me all this time and then I'm gonna get answers. Dylan disconnected the call and drove out of the parking lot. To know more, listen to this story, Breaking Rules, only on Pocket FM app. Download now.